0: are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast, I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. We're going to be talking today about hope deferred. Hope deferred. The Bible says, in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when dreams come true, there is life and joy. The King James says that when desire comes, it is a tree of life. How many know that God's promises are true? Amen? But his timetable is not quite like ours, is it? It's in waiting we become discouraged and disillusioned. Let's begin this message by defining both hope and faith. Because we actually need both hope and faith in order to see God working in our lives. Hope and faith needs to work in tandem together. Hope is a dream of something that is either wanted or needed. Something that you want or need, and you you hope for it. Um, But faith is what turns that dream into a substance, or into reality. Without hope, there is nothing to create a substance. Without faith, hope is nothing more than a a powerless dream. Faith, the Bible says, is the creative side of hope. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because we go upon what God's Word says. Let's look at natural hope versus Christian hope. Now, we all have natural hope. That is something that we all possess. We all have desires, whether we're saint or sinner. Doesn't make any difference. We have desires. And uh, this hope gives us a reason to go on, a notion that desires, that desire can be achieved. And it's what we know in the natural as positive thinking. It is not based on some promise. It's based on what we think, what we hope. So, I want a new job. And so, I hope for it. But if I don't have a promise from God's word, then it is difficult to expect it natural hope then is based on the the natural the brain the brain comes into focus natural reasoning is not absolute not not an absolute guarantee if you just hope for something I hope it don't rain tomorrow it's cloudy but I hope it don't rain because I need to do the lawn (laughs) Hopefully. <laughs> but uh, Christian hope considers the will of God. Both natural hope and Christian hope start with a desire, a dream, a need. But Christian hope considers the will of God. Add to this desire a reason to be expected, and you have hope. And so our reason for hoping is based upon what God has said in his word. It's not on hearsay. It is a promise that God has made. And so whether you need, sickness, you need healing for, for sickness in your body, you need direction uh, for a decision that you're about to make, all of these things, or whether you're asking God to, to heal some relationships, it depends upon your faith, your hope is based upon what God's word says about that. And so you because you believed God's word, that gives you hope. The desire remain, remains our desire but it's based upon approved scriptural realities. We believe the Bible, and then faith enters the equation, and that gives us hope. Now, this faith will turn in, in turn will transform the desire into a reality in our lives. Romans 10.17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. That's, that's, Christian, that's our, where we get our Christian hope from. That's the difference in just natural hope. Natural hope is just you're using your brain, you're, you're thinking that this is what I want and I'm holding on for it and if I believe hard enough, this is what I'll get. And uh, sometimes it works out, sometimes it don't. The, the, uh, positive thinking is powerful because uh, it is a form of faith, but it isn't faith because faith is, is based upon God's word. What does God's word say about it? If I want a Cadillac, God's word don't say he'll give me a Cadillac. Now, if I want a Cadillac to give to the missionary somewhere that comes home on furlough, then he might just give me a Cadillac for that. Do you know that the things that God gives us, the blessings that he showers upon us, is not for our hoarding. It is not so that we become rich. It is so that we can give out, so that we can God's hand extended. Whether that is, you see, if I am, well, I'm 72 years of age now. And uh, if I get sick and, and uh, it looks like I'm going to die, and, uh, and I pray to God and I say, Lord, heal me. If the Lord heals me, it is not so that I can spend another 10 or 15 years on this earth doing nothing. If the Lord gives me another 10 years or 15 years on this earth, he expects me to use the gifts that he has given me, the abilities that he has given me to help other people. Do you understand? And no matter what that is, no matter what blessing that is that God gives me or God gives you, it is for the betterment of his kingdom. It is so that his kingdom can be established. So that your family can be stronger in the Lord. So that people can be born again, brought into the family of God. All of these things, these blessings from the Lord that we pray for, it is not for ourselves. It is so that we can reach out to others. That is why James says sometimes when you ask, he says you have not because you ask not. And then when you do ask, you ask amiss. Because we have the wrong motive. The motive is, Lord, you bless me and I will bless others. And that's the way it should be. So the desire remains the same. But now it is based upon Scripture. This faith will in turn transform the desire into reality. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen? I don't have to see it to receive it. I don't have to see it to believe it. Because if God said it, that settles it. Amen? Okay, let's go from hopelessness to hope. Now, Hopelessness is one of the most destructive and painful feelings in the human experience. When you get to a, a state of hopelessness, you don't have any drive left. You, you, you just don't have any get up and go. You just as soon stay in bed all day as get up. You're not, you're not profitable to the, to your employer. You're not profitable to your family. Hopelessness is a terrible state to be in. It has the potential to destroy a person's outlook on life. It, uh, it destroy their performance. And we get to those, those sort of attitudes. One attitude is, I'll never get out of debt. And you know something, if you think that way and you continue to think that way, the, probably, the, the answer is probably you never will. You'll just pile up more and more, and you'll always be in that state. But what does the Bible say about it? What, the, what does the Bible say about all those bills that you have? You can get out of debt. If you honor the word of God, if you apply the word of God to your life, honor the Lord with your substance. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10 says, honor the Lord with your substance or your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. That's the tenth. That's the tithe. And and it says, if you'll do that, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine." Now, that's God's word. Some church father didn't think that up. That's straight from the lips of God to his his people, and it's written in the Bible, and it is true. I have found that to be true in my life. I've been been doing this ever since I was just knee-high to a grasshopper. When when, uh, Newfoundland went into a uh, confederation, uh, we began to receive a family allowance. Uh, that's what it was called back then, and it's called something else now, I think, child tax credit or something like that. But it was called family allowance. And so every child got so much money. And so mom would get a check every, every month uh, with, with, of the family allowance. And out of that portion, every one of us, like I was the oldest, so I got a little more than my sisters, but my four sisters and I, we were given 10% of that family allowance check. We were given 10% and we would have, we would have to put that in the offering on Sunday. And so it was instilled within, uh, within us when we were just little kids that, we, that God owns 10% of what we, what, what, what we uh, get in, bring in. And so, but I have found that to be true. Over and over and over again. You know, God has blessed Effie and I tremendously. I mean, in every way, in our health. uh, And he he has also blessed us financially. And and if I had to explain to you how we do it financially, I would never be able to do it. Because you're not supposed to be able to to do the things that we do. With what we bring in. But God does it. Amen? There's been miracle after miracle after miracle that God has blessed us with financially. When I left the, left the oil business, Effie and I were at that time, and that was in 1983. 1983. Those years, Effie and I were making over $100,000 a year back then. And uh, so we were doing real well. And we expected that when we went in ministry, we wouldn't be doing very well financially. And so we sat the kids down and we told them, you know, like you, we, you know, like we've always had, you know, we lived high on the hog. We didn't save too much, but we spent lots, and we had lots to spend. And so they had good, they had the uh, good clothes, they had all of the toys they needed, and uh, uh, Christmas time was just plenty of gifts and all of these things. And we said, now, kids, you're going to have to realize that we're going in ministry, the salary is going to be small, and we're not going to have so much. Do you know something? Christmas came along, and Cindy says, Dad, I thought you said this was going to be a poor year. This is the best year we've ever had. And you know, every year it has been the same. And there have been some times when we've been a little low on funds and a knock would come on the door and someone would say, here, the Lord just told me to give you $500. The Lord just told me to give you $1,000. The Lord just told me to give you $5,000. One, one church we were in, we, we, um, we had just resigned. And, and uh, one couple in the church came up to Effie. The lady came to Effie and she said, how long has it been since you've been back to Newfoundland and to see your mom and dad? And she told her, she said, well, I want you to take this and I want you to go to Newfoundland, you and Hayward, and, and uh, see, your pa- see your folks and, uh, before you take the other church. Now, this wasn't something that was, this wasn't no deal where, well, you know, like, uh, pastor, if you do this, I'll do that or whatever. This was just someone who just said, we want to bless you. We thank you for the ministry that you've had amongst us, and we just want to bless you. Go see your, your, your parents before you take another church. God has done that over and over again. One time we were just without, a, without um, uh, uh, we had two houses. We, we, we still had the house that we were in the community in, and, uh, and so we, we had that extra mortgage to pay. And uh, we didn't have the house sold, and the knock comes on the door, and someone says, I, the Lord told me to give you this. And it was just what we needed for the mortgage. Over and over and over and over again, God has blessed us financially. God has blessed us physically as well. God has blessed us spiritually in every way. We have been blessed with church after church after church that has been just super churches, super people that God has allowed us to minister to. And Cole Lake is no exception. You see, God's blessings are there for us. And so another, another attitude is, I'll never be well again. I've been diagnosed with this disease and I'll never be well again. I've got to live with this for the rest of my life. What does the Bible say? If you will believe, if you will believe what the word says, 1 Peter 2, 24, by his stripes, you were healed. You were healed. It's done already. Receive it. They shall lay hands on the sick. That's Those who believe. Believers will lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. They will recover. Mark chapter 16, 18. If you you can believe. All things are possible. To him who believes. Mark 9, 23. With such promises as that. And I could go on with scripture after scripture. After scripture would take up all of our time just to quote scriptures on healing. And so, how can we say, I'll never, I'll never get well? God is a God who heals people. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. And then another attitude we have when our hope is deferred. My situation is hopeless. And that covers everything else, Amen. My situation is hopeless. There's no hope for my situation. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? You can change your situation today, whether you're a sinner or a saint. If you're a sinner, you can be saved in a moment of time, and and you'll be a part of the family of God, and you can apply these promises to your life. Amen? And uh, if you go to Psalm 34, verses 17 and 20... 17 to 20. This is what he says. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them from all of their trouble. Do you hear that? When the righteous call for help. Who are the righteous? The righteous are people who have said, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Savior. I accept what you did on the cross for my sin. When you cry for help, The Lord hears, amen? When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them from all of their troubles, not most of their troubles, all of their troubles, every single one. Verse 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed spirit. Do you have a crushed spirit today? Are you really feeling down today? The Lord can deliver you from that. Verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. The Lord delivers you out of them all. We're not immune to the bad things that happen in life. You don't get saved so that nothing bad happens to you. But the Lord will deliver you out of it. He will go through with you, through the fire and through the flood. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He keeps all his bones, and not one of them is broken. If you feel like giving up, don't. Don't give up. Put your faith and your trust in God. Keep your focus on what God can and will do for you. Proverbs 13:12 Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when dreams come true, there is life, and there is joy. And so your spirit might be crushed. Your hope might be deferred. You might see no way out. But let me tell you, if you will trust in Jesus, if you will trust in his word, that hope will come back into your life again. And you will be able to shout and sing the praises of God. Thirdly, our hope is in Jesus Christ, who never changes. The song says, in Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. His cor- this cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He never changes. Hallelujah. But oh, the change when you invite Jesus into your heart. When I invited him into my heart, praise the Lord, I was presented with the gospel. I believed Jesus is now my personal Savior. He's now my hope. He's my guide. He's my counselor. He's my healer. The fact is that healing, deliverance, renewal, Wisdom, knowledge, provision are Bible-based promises that create hope within us. You Read the Word, and it brings hope. Hallelujah. We can be sure of what we hope for, even when it remains unseen. Why? Because God said. If God said it, if it's in the book, You can believe it, and you can receive it. In Conclusion, someone nudged somebody and says, don't don't listen to that. He's not half finished yet, but I am. I'm just about finished. Amen? Jesus is the sum and substance of God's promises. For all. all the promises of God find their yes in him. King James says, all of the promises of God are yes and amen to those who believe. Amen? Amen. There's no no in God's promises. If He promised it, it's yours. Praise the Lord. You say, but what if I don't see the answer when I think I should? Listen, we are believers. We're believers. We believe the Word. We believe what God has said. That means that we believe. We don't stop believing when we don't see the results. We don't say, well, a week has gone by, a month has gone by, a year has gone by, and I'm still praying and I'm still believing and I'm not seeing anything. And I'm starting to get discouraged. I've been praying for my husband for years and he's still not saved. I've been praying for my wife for years and she's still not saved. I'm about ready to give up on them. We just don't know. We know that it's going to happen. We don't stop believing. We just don't know how when or where, but we know. Have you had dreams of hopes and hopes for revival in Colate Community Church? Has there been times when, this, as the Spirit's been moving, and we've had some tremendous uh, times in, in, in this assembly, but have there been times when you have said, this is going to be it? God is going to really pour out his spirit. We're going to see some some difference, some change. And now you feel, well, I don't know. I don't know. Same old, same old. I guess I'll go to church this morning, but I don't expect anything to happen. It's going to be another dry old service. Check your spirit. Because too many times in church we're looking at somebody else. If she'd only get on fire, things would happen. If he would change his ways, things would happen. Instead of saying, Lord, I failed you, Lord, Make a change in me. Lord, start a fire in my bones. Lord, revive me again. You know what happens when I get revived? Effie is around me and she's starting to get stirred up as well. And the kids come down to our place and. They're getting stirred up as well. Lance and Cindy is getting stirred up as well. And I come here and I talk about God. I talk about his love and his mercy and his grace. And it starts a spark in your heart. And before you know it, we're all on fire for God. But if you start navel-gazing, if you start looking at, at each other and saying what you should be doing and what you should be doing... We'll never see anything happen. And the other thing is, don't expect when God is moving, and God has been moving. He's been moving for a number of years in this place, and we thank him for it. There's been all kinds of of miracles that have taken place. There's been healings that have taken place. There have been remarkable healings. And just this morning after I preached, we were talking to a lady who has had cancer. And she's had a good report. You know, God is an awesome God. Amen? And if we just blind our eyes and we're saying, okay, this is what revival is going to look like. When God begins to really move, this is what Coal Lake Community Church will look like. It may not be nothing like that. So can I ask you something? Put away every conceived notion and idea of how it's going to look like when God is moving. Because if, first of all, he's moving now. There are people who are revived in this room right now. Everyone is not living in, 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 in hope deferred. There are people who are in cloud nine with Jesus right now. Amen? But put away those preconceived ideas and start focusing on me. And I don't mean you focusing on me. I mean I focus on me. You focus on you. Say, Lord, do whatever you got to do in my life. Make things different. And he will. Have you stopped operating in some spiritual gift? Have you allowed... Offense to shut down you spiritually. Have you had dreams about something that you want to happen, but it hasn't? That's hope deferred. All these things are hope deferred. Do something about it. God wants you to repent. Get back to your gifts and your calling. Maybe you've been gifted in in prophecy or some other of of the spiritual gifts. You haven't used them because you just feel that your gift is not appreciated or you look around and you see no one else is moving in that gift and you just feel all alone. Repent of that. Say, Lord, I thank you for the gift that you've given me. If I'm the only one in church that prophesies, so what? It's a gift from God. I'm the only one in church that speaks in tongues or gives an interpretation in tongues. So what? It's a gift from God. Let's let the Holy Spirit move in our individual lives and stop waiting for someone else to step up to the plate. Your hope will be renewed, and your dreams will be fulfilled. When dreams come true, there is life and joy. And the King James says, but when desire comes, it is a tree of life. That's what will happen when you and I begin to focus on him and on his word. We've all at some point in our lives had hope deferred and it makes the heart sick. It causes us to be less than we can be. It brings discouragement and offense and loss of vision. When your heart is sick, turn to Jesus. When your hope is gone, turn to Jesus. When everything seems to be going wrong, turn to Jesus. And if you will, your hope will be restored and you will start dreaming again. Would you stand with me? we hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Lake Community Church, a place where families come together